and welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. Should be a very nice day right now, 34 degrees. We should have uh, some sun and high today of 64 degrees. And that's the same forecast for St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. Happy St. Patrick's Day Eve. Yeah, it's going to be busy downtown oh my and gosh. around the country tomorrow, but I, uh, I'm excited to see Jackson. There's so many places uh, with great specials. Of course, you can start at Kegs and Eggs, uh, 7 a.m. at Grand River Brewery. A lot of places downtown will have uh, entertainment and uh, town bar also, but uh, pretty much everyone's got something going on. Dirty Bird, mm -hmm. it's going to be a fun, fun day. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day uh, at Grand River Brewery starts at 7 a.m., They've got Piper of the Irish Hills, Vic McDermott, DJ Fatboy, John Lewis Good, the Act 3 band all day long. Uh, the Dirty Bird has a big uh, lunchtime event. Duffy's all day long. The Chase uh, all afternoon. Jerry's Pub, big day at Jerry's Pub. Um, also, uh, also at um, Shady's Tap Room. Uh, the Shamrock, those goes yeah, on. Yeah, 308 Brass Rail, I think, is having some entertainment Brass as well. Brass Rail, yeah. But it's going to look like a uh, busy summer Saturday down here tomorrow. There's going to be people walking around everywhere, wearing green, and uh, stumbling around. So I can't wait to see it. Uh, let's bet at what time we will see the person, first person wearing green shirts, green shorts, and no shirt. Mm. I will say 1130. 1130? Yeah, 1130 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Might even happen today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yesterday, uh, the U.S. Senate passed legislation that would make daylight savings time permanent starting next year. What do you think about that? I think it's just fine. It's uh, one less thing to talk about. I've been in a few arguments where uh, people think it's going to screw up the entire world, and I don't think it is. I think it's going to be just fine. Well, there's, um, you know, Suddenly, there's controversy about it because uh, over the last few years, various states have tried to change the law. But why not make standard time permanent instead of daylight savings time permanent? Why not just leave the clocks the way they were? Someone uh, didn't understand how it worked that I was talking to yesterday and said that, you know, eventually it's going to be light at midnight. And I said, no, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> it's not going to be light at midnight. Um, it's going to be just fine. Um, my clock in my car, though, I can't fix. It's 8.02 right now, according to my watch. Um, it's too much hassle changing it. Yeah, it's a lot of hassle. Yeah. So, How many of you change your clock in the car while you're driving? You can't. It's a, it's a safety <laughs> thing, so a lot of them don't let you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm good riddance, in my opinion, mm -hmm. because I don't like fall backwards or spring forwards. Yeah. I. I don't mind the fall backwards because you get an extra hour, but the spring forward, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm still catching up. Mm -hmm. um, NCAA tournament did start last night. Our brackets are not due until today at noon, I believe, um, oh, no. Brandon said. So according to the American Gaming Association, 40 million people will fill out 70 million brackets. I filled out too. Did you? Uh -huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to fill out a couple. Um, Guess how many possible outcomes there are? Um, I don't know. Bazillion. <laughs> yes, a bazillion. <laughs> 9.2 quintillion. Now, they say if you know a little bit about basketball, the odds of picking a perfect bracket uh, increase to about 1 in, two, one in 150 million. Is anyone offering a super big prize? Yeah, they all do because um, no, one can, no one can do it. Um, you know, the odds of, you know, there's 67 games in the tournament. 
the odds of picking, say, 10 in a row, um, or 10 games right, are, are 720 to 1 on average. Um, you'd be, have to pick 60, it's like a 67 game parlay, and um, I just don't see it happening. I know we've had people get close in the ESPN brackets and things like that, but I don't think there's ever been a perfect bracket. Who do you have in the Final Four? Um, I don't know. I'll have to check Andy Katz bracket. <laughs> um, I, you know, I always try and mix it up, but then when I get to the Final Four, I usually just have the one or two seeds because it's so hard to pick against them. So um, I think Baylor's going to win the whole thing. You know, I have Baylor going a long ways, too. I uh, heard you had Vermont in the final. Uh, well, I do. That's just I a mean, good way to lose your money. <laughs> Gosh. Your mom has Michigan versus Michigan State in the final. Well, that's cute. That's, yeah. uh, it's possible. That will not happen. That's uh, 9.3 quintillion to one that that will happen. It could happen. So we're excited about it. So $9 billion gets gambled. Isn't that amazing? $9.2 billion gets gambled on the NCAA tournament, whether that's legally, illegally, office pools. Uh, it's a staggering amount. $9.2 billion. Wow. Why don't we just send all that money to the um, Ukrainian... That's what Brandon said. That's exactly what Brandon said. Yeah, why don't we just uh, send all that money away? Yeah, it's crazy. I, uh, I just can't believe... Well, it's so easy to gamble, you know, in that instant instant gratification of winning. It's so fun. So mm -hmm. I, can, uh, I can see how it would be a lot of fun. But I'm just doing the $10 office pool. It's still illegal. Oh, well, we're doing it for free. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we had some uh, interesting things happen in Lansing yesterday. The Senate approved a six-month extension or a six-month suspension of the state's 27 cents per gallon fuel tax, but the bill would not take effect until next year, and it's not going to pass um, the governor's uh, desk. She's not going to sign it, so it's a, uh, a moot point. Not going to happen. Also yesterday, um, the state house um, said no to suspending um, taxes on both adult and children diapers. Uh, Julie Alexander had put a bill in that said no tax on diapers, and the House um, turned it down. Hmm. Um, also, there was a bill um, that um, is now in the House that would allow driving tests to be completed at home. <laughs> How can that happen? I don't know what's going on out there. Uh, Lansing. Craziness. Craziness mm -hmm. in Lansing. Uh, news in Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine President Zelensky is going to be addressing U.S. Congress right now, really. As, he, as we speak. Yeah, as we speak. Um, interested to uh, hear the results of that conversation. It seems like he is uh, <coughs> constantly, he, you know, he has no problem getting, getting all these leaders on the line. Um, he's just continuing to ask for uh, help. The death toll... Um, Civilians, almost 700 uh, Ukraine, uh, Ukrainian civilians have been killed since the start of this conflict, and uh, 97 children. So uh, completely unacceptable. The the death counts are, are higher than that, um, but you know they they don't have an accurate way to uh, get all that information out mm -hmm. right now because the country is being bombed. Hmm. So well, it's hard to watch. I don't know what what do you do with uh, people who murder children. Um, well, uh, I don't know. I don't know. What would we do uh, to people that murdered children here? Well, they don't. They don't run free, do they? No. Hmm. 
craziness, crazy yeah. stuff. So, well, if he's um, going to say what he said to Canada, um, he spoke to Parliament in Canada yesterday. Got a standing ovation. Uh, no fly zone. He wants a no fly zone. So, and I don't think he's going to get that, unfortunately, from mm -hmm. the news that uh, I see. It's uh, I just don't think it's possible because it's potentially an act of war. Mm -hmm. So, and who knows? It's uh, it's very frustrating, scary time uh, for the country. But let's mix it up and let's have a little light story. Would okay. you like a light story? Mm -hmm. Your uh, grandson's into the Pokemon? Mm -hmm. Yes, he is. Um, well, there's a man that has been jailed for three years because he spent his business relief loan on a $57,000 Pokemon card. Hmm. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Can you on believe his, that? On his way. 57000 he had claimed that uh, he was able to get $235,000 from his, um, or no, he claimed that he, they had only generated $235,000 for his year prior and then successfully received eighty-five dollars through the loan program and spent $57,000 to purchase a Charizard Pokemon trading card. I don't understand it. No, and we were at... Um, Nostalgia Inc., our friends and uh, advertisers, and James went in and he beelined right back to the Pokemon cards. And he proceeded to have a conversation that we didn't understand a word he was saying. Oh, could have been speaking Chinese. And, um, you know, he, uh, but he did leave with four packs. <laughs> so he's obsessed with, uh, obsessed with Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So um, we will never let him spend that kind of money on one card, though. Uh, I, I just can't imagine the amount of fraud that's gone on with this these business uh, loans from the government, it's amazing. You know, you're yeah. still seeing these stories and it's not like, you know, I, uh, you know, spent $2,000 on something. It's I spent a hundred or $200,000 on Maseratis, something. Maseratis. Yeah. How do you, you think know? you're going to get away with it? Mm -hmm. You're not. I know you're a dog lover. You have two or three. Um, two. The, two. The American Kennel Club today released a list of the 10 most popular dog breeds in the United States. Can you guess what number one is? I know number one because it's always number one. It's a uh, retriever, Labrador retriever. Well, let's see. The Labrador retriever is number one. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we do have a list. Do we have a list? <laughs> no, we don't have a list. We have a list. He doesn't have the list. Uh, we've got um, a Florida swim team had to suspend practice. I heard about that yesterday. Yeah, what happened? Um, there was an alligator in the pool. Yes, this uh, swim team was getting ready for uh, practice. Students discovered the pool was already occupied by imagine? an alligator, and the Lake County Sheriff's Office uh, responded, and they were able to use a safety hook to pull the gator out of the pool. They secured his jaws with electrical tape and they took him to Lake Apopka where he was released on his own recognizance. <laughs> so it was, uh, that would be frightful. Very frightening. Now you've been in Florida. Have you ever stumbled upon? A I have, yeah, on some golf courses and you really have to be careful because a lot of times they're just laying on the bank of the swamp and you know, if you get over by them with the golf cart, you know, you only see them at the last second. So, um, yeah, I try and avoid them at all costs. Mm -hmm. Do we have the dogs? We have the list. Oh, we have the oh. dogs. There they are. Okay. So Labrador Retriever, I was right on that. 
French Bulldog. What kind of dog? Is Joe's got a French Bulldog? I don't know if it's 100% pure, <laughs> though. So it, it's not. Uh, Golden, where's your dog? No, that's, this is a problem. I don't understand. Your dog's not? No, and I don't know why that is. And I think I have uh, pug pugs, and I, I don't know why they aren't number one. Well, you don't really want the most popular dog, because then they get stolen. Oh, my goodness. Don't they? It's, I don't know. You know, I have What a, did Lady Gaga have? A collie. A collie? A collie, maybe? Oh, she had, didn't she have her dog stolen? She did have her dog stolen. They weren't collies. It wasn't a collie, no. It was, uh, it was, I don't think it was anything from that list. We've got, um, you know, the pandemic where um, this was two years ago today. Remember? We were sort of shutting the <laughs> world down. Um, and now the CDC is reporting uh, levels of COVID detected in wastewater is rising. Isn't that good? It's no. going out. It's, it's going out. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's going out. <laughs> uh, Pfizer is asking for a fourth dose to be approved uh, for seniors. And you know, are the Mets and the Yankees going to have full uh, complement of players this year? Because in New York City, <sighs> I don't know. They still have a private sector vaccine mandate, so every player on the Mets and the Yankees will have to have a vaccine in you order know, to play. You know, it's the weirdest thing, and I, we didn't talk about this the other day, but uh, Kyrie Irving attended <laughs> one of the. He, you know, he didn't get the vaccine, and right. obviously the. Uh, greater tri-state area has those mandates. So he attended the game as a fan. So he could attend the game as a fan, unvaccinated with no mask, just right. fine. He could okay, sit course, in a crowd of people. Which is fine. Well, let the guy play already. You know, what's going on? So I don't know. I'm getting a little wishy-washy on it at this point with Kyrie. Um, you know, if he's going to be in the stadium Anyways, just let him play the games, but I, they don't want to give in to him, so I don't know. But yeah, to answer your question, um, I think we'll find out, but baseball players, a lot uh, easier to replace than uh, Kyrie, I yeah. will say that. Yeah, so, he, and he's been out the whole season, hasn't Who? he? Kyrie. No, he plays road games. Oh, yeah. Oh, the road games. Of yeah, course. but he attended yes. the Brooklyn home game as a fan the other day. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah. it was uh, very Kyrie. Speaking of, of uh, basketball, big game tonight, um, Michigan Center. Yeah, yeah, that's on deck for tonight. Michigan Center looking for a regional championship. So uh, good luck to the Cardinals. Our uh, staff will be out there, Noah Baker, Jeff Steers, and uh, they'll be covering that game. You got Bath, 16-6 and six at home. Or versus Michigan Center, 18 and 6. And that's 7 o'clock at beautiful Dansville High School. And I am serious. It is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful high school. It is. It's got that uh, track, uh, suspended track all the way around the, uh, or is it a balcony all the way around? I don't know. It's brand new. It looks nice. So good luck to Michigan Center. And uh, if you win, we'll see you next week back here in Jackson for the quarterfinal as that game will be played at Lumen Christie. Today's show being brought to you by the Dirty Bird. They invite you down today and tomorrow. Tomorrow they're going to have a lot of fun for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, chicken salads, flatbread sandwiches, quesadillas, mac and cheese, appetizers. My favorite, the tater tots. 40 brews on tap, including Grand River 313 Polish Lager and many Michigan beers like Stouts, Founders, Bells, and more. 140 West Michigan Avenue in downtown Jackson, just a few doors east of... JTV, thanks to the Dirty Bird.
Who's on the show today? We've got a great show, and we are going to get things started with Dr. Brian Kim and Dr. Pete Bullock from IEP Urgent Care right after this break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Back to the morning show. Today's show is brought to you by Vermeulen Home Furnishings. Now in their third generation of being family owned and operated, Vermeulen's prides themselves on offering brand name quality furniture at affordable prices. Visit Vermeulen Furniture today. Thanks to Nate and the staff for helping us bring you today's show. And we're happy to welcome to our show from IEP Urgent Care, Dr. Brian Kim and Dr. Peter Bullock. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks Good for morning. having us. Welcome back to uh, Brian, but first time here. First time here. A little well, nervous, but I'm just nervous. <laughs> oh, don't be nervous. Now, I, I've seen you before because sure. I have uh, frequented IEP. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys were just... Uh, and still going on, but just amazing during the COVID testing season, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm calling it, when uh, you know it seemed like school was out, school was in. Sports were out, sports were in. You need <laughs> sure. to have a COVID test That's to right. fly. Sure. How'd you guys keep up with all that? A lot of hard work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of hard work. But uh, we have a good system, good team in place. So that's the main thing. I mean, uh, I can't do anything without my support team, so. Brian, uh, when you open um, in Jackson, uh, you had a good idea it was going to be successful, but I, I got to believe it's been uh, wildly successful beyond your dreams. It has been, but it's also been, it tells you that there was a need in the community for an urgent care um, to service. And unfortunately, we had the pandemic as well. And when other places were closed, we had with Peter and the leadership team at the urgent care to open up those slots to fill the needs of the people um, to get the COVID testing just to be checked out where other places were closed or mm-hmm. not being able to accept patients. Yeah, and I think the fear people had of, of, course, of going to yeah. the, the hospital. Uh, and I, I know you were very wor- worried about mm-hmm. that because um, some serious um, conditions might, might have been um, undiagnosed. We were, uh, yeah, we, uh, as we talked about previously, you know, we wanted to direct people to places that could serve their needs immediately, which was our urgent care. And then for others, we wanted others to come and not wait for their emergency care. And so um, I thank you guys for spreading that message because it was heard loud and clear. That's great. Um, what, what level of care should someone uh, go to IEP for? Um, you have conversations all the time. Should I go to the ER? Should I go to IEP <laughs> urgent care? Which is it? I think Pete's best <laughs> at it. For this. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're a, a full service urgent care. Uh, we can take care of just about anything uh, in our clinics. We have uh, full x-ray, uh, full testing capabilities, uh, obviously for COVID. Now we have rapid PCR testing uh, mm-hmm. that's yeah. available to our patients. Uh, they get a PCR answer in 30 to 40 minutes, uh, especially for travel and things. That's very effective. Um, Raise your yeah. hand if you've been to IEP yeah, urgent care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone in my family has, and I, and I want to say that the this level of care is amazing. The staff is so nice, and uh, I was in there with my daughter, and you know, yeah. you have a lot of kids getting COVID tests, they're sure. nervous, but you know, your staff really makes people feel comfortable and 
I've, I felt like they went out of their way to make sure my daughter felt like she was okay and joking around. And it was just a, a really good environment. I want, uh, our vision has always been to have a place where people felt comfortable. And so when you asked about the question, where should they go to the emergency or to the urgent mm -hmm. care? Sometimes if they go to our urgent care and it turns out to be something a little bit more serious, that's where that patient journey is always important, where Pete's team calls us, we have that golden ticket as we talked mm -hmm. about, and we're waiting for them to come and arrive so we can mm -hmm. put them in a room quickly so they don't have to wait. You know, that's a good point because there are uh, urgent care facilities uh, in every community just yeah. about. How do you know? <laughs> What's the difference between yours and other urgent care type uh, practices? We closely work with the hospital. It's our partnership. We've been here since 2008. Um, as a company, we've been here for 25 years. We're celebrating our 25th anniversary this year. And this has made, our vision has always been this patient journey. We've been able to expand our services outside of the four walls of the hospital to provide that care. So urgent care is one arm of that journey. And we know that when, if you were to come to an urgent care that was not affiliated, then they tell you to go to a hospital for your care. There's always that inherent delay and always repeating that story over and over again while you're there. This, we always wanted to make it streamlined. So it's always customer patient friendly as opposed to just not any other businesses probably that just consider you one step. We want to complete that journey for the patient because any health related issue is such a worrisome for the individual as, as well as the family. Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, you don't realize that most of the time your patients are under a, a large amount of uh, mental stress yeah. and physical stress, so that that level of care is is certainly important. Uh, you're fairly new um, with uh, IEP Urgent Care. Peter, tell us That's a little great. bit about um, your background. Well, my background. Well, I started in uh, family medicine. Uh, done about twelve and a half years. Uh, private practice, very successful. I have three sons. I was never home, um, never saw them. So I transitioned over to urgent care, and I started here in Jackson back in December of fourteen. Uh, the company that used to be here, MedExpress, and when I had the opportunity uh, this past January to join with IEP, who I had known for years back in my time in primary care because I was on staff at the hospital, uh, so I admitted, and I used to talk to these guys all the time at 2 in the morning for <laughs> uh, different things, waking me and my wife up. But that was <laughs> part of my who job. Who would have known that all yeah. our calls drove you into this world? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you drove me. You didn't know it years ago. Um, so I've uh, had the opportunity to join IEP back in January, so I was uh, very pleased and happy with that opportunity and to stay in Jackson. Uh, you know, I, uh, it's like a second home now to me, so. Nice. Very and that uh, yeah. MedExpress, uh, they were briefly here, they, they pulled out of the state. Yeah, they pulled out they? of the state, for sure, so. How about the, uh, the location right across the street from the hospital? Um, how, talk about how that's worked out. Obviously, the golden ticket to the ER, <laughs> if, and how that works is if, the doctors at IEP, they're emergency physicians. Mm -hmm. They know, mm -hmm. you know if mm -hmm. someone needs to go to the ER. Mm -hmm. So it is a golden ticket. Talk a little bit about that process. Well, the location has always been uh, the key. And we, we've been uh, very blessed to have that location and that, and that proximity to the hospital has been s such an amazing thing. So uh, that process, if you come to our urgent care and 
if Pete mm -hmm. sees you there and thinks that the condition warrants a little bit higher mm -hmm. need of testing or whatnot mm -hmm. to be provided from our hospital here in uh, Jackson, their team will call us and we will have this golden ticket ready. The process from the ED is that we will notify that registration as well as our nurses that when that patient arrives with your name that you're expedited through because obviously if you're going to someplace you don't want to be delayed in telling that story sure. so mm -hmm. it's worked out well but also in a sense I think um, we haven't had the need for that frequent uh, golden ticket because of Pete's team and how wonderful a job they did. Um, there's a story that we had shared a couple days ago where someone said, wow, there's not a lot of ED visits. ED visits are coming, are lower now. And so one of my partners had told somebody, not at this location, but another, that we do such a great job. They don't need to come to the ED. <laughs> right. So, so I, I attribute the number of golden ticket referrals that is very low uh, to Pete's team being able to treat it very well and successfully well. Yeah, well, that's, you don't want a golden ticket. No. If you do get a ticket, you <laughs> want the golden one, though. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Because <laughs> it's nice, because we know each other. So yeah. when I call to the ER, yeah. They know how I practice. I know how they practice. Um, so it's, a it's just a trust yeah. thing as well. So uh, yeah. IEP Urgent Court yeah. Care opened um, in the midst of the pandemic. I remember the open house. It was mm -hmm. social distance, masks. It was mm -hmm. everything uh, with all the precautions. But we're still seeing cases, mm -hmm. and you're still t testing people. What, yeah. from your standpoint, where what's the state of the pandemic? We're in a lull right now, mm -hmm. and uh, thankfully so. Um, I don't, I can't imagine what number we are, what way we are, but um, you know, that ain't, the lull is attributed to also the number of people that have increased their vaccinations, mm -hmm. as well as the booster, and I think it also has to do with those that were reluctant to see what kind of uh, effect it had with, for family and friends, or maybe themselves personally. Um, I'm praying that this is, quote, the law will continue on as a law because I don't think COVID's ever going away. Um, well, it's a wait and see. I'm just very hopeful. I do think that the lack of people, um, the less cases allows more people to have interactions with one another, which we didn't have because of the isolation. And I think we are all better for human interaction as opposed to isolation. Yeah, absolutely. More with Dr. Brian Kim and Dr. Pete Bullock from IEP Urgent Care after this quick break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back. We're with Dr. Brian Kim and Dr. Peter Bullock from IEP Urgent Care this morning and uh, sports physicals. Do you guys do sports physicals? All the time. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this, now's the time. That's, yeah. yeah, now's the yeah. time. Now <laughs> is the time. Do you remember uh, when we used to have to get sports physicals? It was a sure. scramble. It was a scramble. Oh, for sure. It was a yeah. scramble. That's hard to get in. Uh, you know, and it really is. That's one of the things mm -hmm. is um, a lot of people wait till the last minute. Yeah. The coach says, oh, by the way, um, you're not putting the uniform on until you get your physical, and it's tomorrow. So you've got, um, you know, hours that uh, are, of course, longer than a doctor's office. Oh, sure. uh, 
What do people need to know before they come in? Do they have to have certain insurances? Are there specific insurance uh, companies you work with? Do they have to have insurance? Well, we accept pretty much all major insurances. Take Medicare, including mm -hmm. Molina. Um, we even take cash paying patients, obviously. And we have a setup for that as well. Um, sports physicals, uh, we can get them in eight to eight all day. Really, don't need an appointment, just walk right in. You can actually set up your appointment online, online as well. Yeah. Which is what I did. Yeah, for sure. it, it's, a, it's great. And, sure. um, you know, if it's something that's maybe a non emergency, which yeah, a sure. lot of things are, you know, sure. you maybe make it later in the day or the for next sure. day. So it's, sure. uh, it's a great system. The great thing about it is in our partnership with the hospital and the Jackson Health Network uh, is this um, the electronic chart. So things that are done there is able to be communicated to your primary care physician through EPIC. And so that's something that uh, is unique that hasn't been done before here. So make sure you don't have to repeat the story again yeah. to your yeah. primary <laughs> care physician. Yeah, the MyChart, the, the whole system is awesome. I hope everyone yeah. is um, part of it. If you aren't, you should because it's your, you know, your healthcare in our community and it's all there. And it, it's amazing what people did before that, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's amazing. I write to my doctor all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he loves you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I can't get over that UCLA Bruins lanyard. It tells me you're getting ready for the NCAA tournament. Doctor. Yeah, I am hopeful that they will do well in the tournament. Um, I'm also, I graduated from Loyola from medical school, so I was very excited uh, a couple years back, pre-COVID, when they made that run. And so yeah. we'll see how they do as let's well. Let's see if we can get you a Sister Jean autograph. Yeah, I don't know, right? Or a bobblehead. Yeah. Well, and they're on opposite sides of the uh, bracket, so they can face each other in the Absolutely. championship game. <laughs> Rightfully so, Bart. <laughs> I have uh, both Loyola and UCLA going pretty far. On your oh, Yeah, awesome. on my bracket. Do you guys do brackets? I, I don't. My <laughs> colleagues do, though. I <laughs> get disappointed sometimes. <laughs> but that's what makes it fun. Because because there's upsets, and, yeah, that, and that dream is kept alive, which is great. What's your school? Michigan State, big Spartan fan. Yeah, yeah. so. Well, yeah. Green, we're in green today, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've got a lot of Spartans right. in the building. That's right. A lot of Spartans in the building. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I've got them, your mom's got them going all That's the way right. to the championship team. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you guys have really done a great job in, in making this community safer and, and healthier. And I uh, just want to thank you guys. It's been, from my personal experience, it's, it's just been great. Um, I think I, I think I was probably there four times in the course of a year, mm -hmm. and um, no stress, really, no stress. So thank you. Well, that's it's our pleasure, our privilege, really. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, you I've, get I've to choose there. to come to us. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. yeah. I've been there a couple times. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I mean, it's nice. It's, it's nice yeah. to know it's there, and it's, mm -hmm. um, it's super clean, super professional, um, and you guys do a great job. Thanks. Thank you. Well, thank we, you. We got Thank you guys some something. Oh, Please, swag bags for you guys. Swag bags. Thank you. Oh my gosh, there's a lot of weight wow. to this. Oh, wow. All the IEP yeah. uh, bells and whistles. It right. does. So I'm going to pull this out here because of how nice go. this looks. The money's in the inside pocket. I'm going to be, I'm going to, can I tell people I'm a doctor? Oh, absolutely. Thank you. This is very cool. Thank you guys very much. Thank oh, you're you welcome. for Thank having you. us. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Dr. Brian Kim and Dr. Peter Bullock from IEP Urgent Care. Uh, more of the morning show coming up next. George Pearson from Howard Hanna. Stay with us. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, 
please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. Today's show is brought to you by Home Steady. If uh, you need anything done in your home, this is who you call. You need, they are local handyman service. They can fix doors, they can paint, they can do decks, they can, they can really do pretty much anything. Gutters. They they change a different. light bulb if you yeah. need a light bulb change. So give Home Steady a call today and uh, they'll help you fix your home up for summer. Because I know a lot of people have a lot of things they need to do before summer. We've used them and they're great. Yes, absolutely. Our uh, next guest on the show is from Howard Hanna Real Estate Services, George Pearson. Hi, George. Good morning. Morning. Good to see you gentlemen this morning. Yeah, great to see you too. And George, uh, the I-94 uh, project, you're one of the people that's really excited about this. I am <laughs> extremely excited about it. I've been waiting a long time for this. Uh, uh, my family had some property that was taken by eminent domain in 1978 for this project. Wow. And so I'm really looking forward to uh, helping some of my former neighbors and people get some of their property developed for the 21st century. That's right, yeah, you're a business owner out there back in the day, right? Uh, once upon a time, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's really an opportunity as they make this beautiful new gateway to Jackson to get uh, really front row seat as a business uh, having uh, a location on 94. Yes, and you know, with several of the properties that are uh, both in the Elm Road, but got stuff all the way over to Mount Hope Road, some industrial property, uh, Elm Road, North Palmer Road, and North Concord Road. We've got a new, new listing there as well. George, when, when uh, uh, buyers are looking for a, a large piece of land, do they typically have something in mind ahead of time? Uh, more than 90% of the time, yes. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of it, uh, the larger parcels, they are for what I would love to see there, and I think most of the people in our county and our area would love to see, is big national companies come in that will make a lot of employment. Yeah, a lot of jobs. Good employment, mm -hmm. yeah. So people have been waiting uh, until this 94th thing is done, right? Uh, we have several uh, that are waiting for the configuration, especially on the Elm Road, Seymour Road interchange, where there have been you know, at least three major changes since the original blueprints came out for what they were going to do now that it's shipped a little bit east and it's uh, even by outward appearances coming and going everybody can see that as well as the one uh, the next one down on Cooper Street and I have one property there that is on the southeast corner on the on-ramp as well. You brought some uh, properties along let's take a look at the Seymour Road one I think Noah's going to pull up uh, first. Okay. So talk us through this, George. Uh, this is, uh, I believe, Detman Road and Seymour Road, and it is very close to um, the Elm Road interchange. Okay. Uh, just a little bit to the east of uh, where the I-94 interchange is. It's frontage on I-94. Oh, wow. Visibility in frontage on I-94. Wow. Is this, uh, was this the golf course? Uh, this is right next to the former Sparrowhawk golf okay. course. I also have the former Sparrowhawk golf course listed for sale. Yeah. So I've got a couple of hundred acres total there. The Sparrowhawk golf course is 
just west and north of this property and other property that goes north to O'Leary Road and then east to Elm Road. So several different owners and several different properties. I've had some people inquiring about fairly large projects here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, talk, I mean, great, great pieces of land in between Jackson and Ann Arbor. Uh, they are. Yeah. And the traffic count on Interstate 94, where 127 North and South funnel in between there yeah. is very good. And that Elm Road interchange is going to be really nice uh, with uh, three roundabouts uh, shuffling traffic uh, onto 94, but then uh, north and south on Elm. It'll be uh, this shot, excuse me, is that Statman Road on the right-hand side. Okay. And so the subject property is just north of Interstate 94. Okay. And there is some low property there, but uh, that one is about a 56-acre parcel. Wow. And the other parcels that are, are across to the west, left-hand side of the screen, are available as well. What did you say the traffic count was? I uh, don't have it right oh. in front of me. It's... I, 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 I can't believe... Tens of thousands. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm, our, um, I'm thinking in the 60 range, but I don't know exactly today. Mm -hmm. George, uh, are, are people buying land now more than they have in the last, let's say, 10 years? Has the last few years been a yes. land grab, if you will? It, yes, and one of the things that we have for some of the properties here, we have a lot of large manufacturers or large businesses, both local and national, and some of the interests that I have, I'd like to be able to tell you who they are, but they don't yeah. even want right. other people knowing of that. Of course, and yeah. I think once somebody does something on one of these and sees that, yes, there's uh, natural gas, electricity, mm -hmm. really good visibility from the roads, as well as, um, the capability to do larger things with a good, ready, willing, and able population of workers. So these are what would be um, considered shovel-ready? More shovel-ready than the last time around when yeah. a lot of people were saying shovel-ready. Yeah. Uh, part of the thing with shovel-ready the last time was a lot of the people didn't have, for example, the on-ramp and off-ramp, hmm. Elm Road here, the one at Seymour, you know, that is the easy on off from Elm Road. Mm -hmm. uh, the Cooper Street, where the overpass is in place, along with the roundabouts, um, those are a lot more shovel ready. Mm -hmm. And they have the electrical, and we have very cooperative townships in the city of Jackson That's great. today, too, That's more great. than maybe we had in the past. Let's go out to Spring Arbor Road. Um, we got a property out there for sale. Um, how big is this property, George? Uh, this one is actually two properties. Okay. It is, uh, there's a 17-acre parcel on the north side of M60. This is the corner of M60, which is Spring Arbor Road, with Reynolds Road. Okay. And the power lines that are very well identified are high-intensity power lines for consumers' power. They border on the east side and the north side of the north parcel. Uh, the north side of M60 that's very well marked there and the south side of M60. The one on the south side of M60 is bordered by Sandstone Creek on the south okay. side. And there's a bridge that goes across that. The one on the north side is approximately 17 acres. The one on the south side is approximately 27 acres. Both of those are commercial parcels as well. And they're both, uh, looks like they're both virgin uh, properties. They're a, a Christmas tree farm. Oh, oh really? They oh. were 
uh, part of the Daswa Christmas tree farm and uh, the owners had them uh, for a few decades waiting for it to be the time. He and I agree it's time. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we have a, uh, another property out uh, on Seymour as well. I don't, I don't know if we talk, okay. touched on that one yet, Noah. Um, oh, that was the same thing. Um, you've been doing business since the late 70s around here, George. I have, yeah. What? When I was a kid. You were just a kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you were just a kid. But you've, uh, you, know, you have so much business experience. What do you think we need in Jackson on one of these large properties? What would be perfect? What I would love to see yeah. is uh, some of the electric auto manufacturers with a partnership with some of the other people that we have in the area. Yeah. I think everybody could speculate who that might be. You know, I'd <laughs> well, like to yeah. see that as well as some other right. larger manufacturers uh, that have really good, well-paying jobs that are stable for a lot of the people in our county. And that's the key, good jobs too, right, George? Good jobs. Yeah, yeah good jobs that are stable and not coming and going. Right. 10 or 15 years ago, uh, and I know we had this conversation back then, a uh, place like um, um, a Cabela's kind of uh, operation, the county was hopeful we'd attract that kind of a retail. But those days are over. For retail, yes. Yeah. Uh, for manufacturing, manufacturing I think is the heart and soul of our county and we have really good infrastructure and with the rail, we have the airport, the rail, as well as I-94 with 127. Um, there are other things that could work here, but the electrification is right in Jackson County's wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. You've got uh, a property in the city on Biddle we're gonna take a look at. I do. So uh, this, this is a uh, former manufacturing facility. This is a little bit over 12,000 square feet and is currently being used as a warehouse. Is that uh, airline there? Correct. Okay. And airline in Biddle, it is CertainTeed on the east side, uh, Jackson Glass on the north side. What a great uh, potential spot right outside uh, the city center. It is. And again, that too. one is ready for warehouse or manufacturing. Um, wow. That's Looks a like good a shot. great, great uh, traffic flow around there to whoever would potentially buy that property. Um, that's, a great, that's a great spot. A lot of electricity, good yeah. services available. Generous zoning. Excuse me? Generous zoning? Uh, I believe, yes. Yeah. I think if you're industrial. Yeah. It's industrial zoning. Over so. in, uh, that's a great shot too. I love some, seeing some of these aerial shots on these properties you have, George. They're great. Uh, let's go out to 94 in Grass Lake. Let's, uh, let's go out there. Okay, so where, where exactly is, uh, is this property, George? Uh, this property, uh, this is looking from uh, north to south, this is by the Blake Woods Medical Center. Oh, okay. yep. So this right here is on Blake Road, and this aerial view is looking right now east to west. Now we're looking north to south. There's the Blake Woods Medical Center on the left. I've got uh, three properties by the Blake Woods Medical Center, both east side and west side. This one is uh, Great Lakes Professional Center in Grass Lake. It's awesome. You've got, you've got a lot going out there. There's stuff available, especially yeah. for a building, but uh, we have some other things available for investors. Medical would be good for those, either of those two pieces of property. Yeah. Yes, it would. Yeah. 
You noticed uh, if you drive uh, 69 down through uh, northern Indiana, it's like medical on both sides all the way down. It's unbelievable. The, we have a few people that have done some medical things here. Uh, one I've brought to your attention that did a lease here last year, and hopefully we can follow up on that again. Somebody that's doing some really interesting stuff with uh, medical manufacturing. And that was a lease last summer. Mm -hmm. And you know that kind of stuff, I, I love to see it. And I think most of the other people like to. It's uh, similar to Stryker or Biomed or Dupuis or Zimmer, uh, the kinds that do really high end manufacturing that are great jobs and great employers. Yeah, it's, it's actually happening right now in Jackson. It's um, yes. just starting, yes. right? Yes. So we could see some big things. I'd love to, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of other people would too, and I think uh, it, if it takes off, it will continue because you have people like me in my 60s that I may need some replacement parts. <laughs> <laughs> well, George has matched up these uh, wizards of uh, medical invention with the uh, experts in medical manufacturing that are already here in Jackson. So that's the next step. Correct. Yeah, and, and I think that's one of the things that, that separates you from uh, some of your colleagues. Your, your years in business, your years as a business owner, as a financial advisor, it really helps you kind of uh, see the whole project, right? And, and to try to match up th things that are new here. Yeah. And, you know, I'm hoping to get some things that will really work well. I'm optimistic. With uh, the home um, situation, real estate, um, the tight supply, um, that's a different, that's completely different from what's happening in commercial. Yes and no. Uh, they're related uh, because when you have the growth of jobs and incomes and people that are working, you have the residential and when we have low rates, which we still have very low rates, uh, low fours right now, I never thought I'd see below five when I was younger doing other financial mm -hmm. stuff for a living. So you still get really good rates and there's a supply problem because you have a hard time getting everything from the nuts and bolts to the wood to the metal to the people to put it all together mm -hmm. for you. And zoning issues sometimes or there's hurdles sometimes that need to be jumped in order to get a project mm -hmm. done. So a housing developer might be the perfect customer for that Spring Arbor Road property. Uh, very possibly, yes. You know, housing development there, or even in the, we've had some people doing multifamily or large multifamily that have looked in the Elm I-94 Seymour area as well. Um, so for multifamily, because we have a need uh, both in the city of Jackson as well as all around. Yeah. Sure do. Yeah, we saw that um, waiting list for the Albert Kahn. Oh. Three, three ring binders. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> so there are some that aren't going to get it that still yeah. need a place. Absolutely, yeah. quite a few, yeah. Thanks for uh, sharing the properties with us, and uh, thanks for coming in today. And thank you very much. I enjoy talking with you guys. Thank you, George. Appreciate it. George Pearson from Howard Hanna Real Estate Services in Jackson, his office at the Summit Oaks Mall. Uh, more of the morning show after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, 
please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. I was up early today because I got to do donuts with dads at school. And oh, I that's did. neat. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We hadn't been able to do it in two years because um, of the, uh, the COVID-19 thing. Um, but it was great to, just like Dr. Kim said, um, we need human interaction. And uh, it was great to see all the dads with their kids this morning. Um, and we were reading books and eating donuts. Where were the donuts from? I don't know. And I'm not sure. Uh, white milk, chocolate milk, and orange juice was available as well. Mm. Yeah, the donuts look good, and uh, the uh, teachers were serving them. It was wonderful. Nice. And is there a, another? Does moms? Do they have something? They, theirs was last week. Uh, muffins with mom, oh, and that was last Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we were talking about uh, the real estate uh, situation with George Pearson uh, a few moments ago. Here's a house in uh, St. Clair Shores, which has a very unique bathroom. It's got an actual throne, mm. and you know, some people call the toilet the throne. It's actually a wow. throne, and this home is nicknamed the House of Charm in honor of the original resident, Edith Fern Melrose, a longtime lady of charm on TV and radio in the Detroit area. Hmm. So it's got a built-in candle holder. I wonder if you can put <laughs> flushable wipes on there. <laughs> no. <laughs> Looks like a dinner plate on top. Wow, of that. that's cool. Yeah, it's a knob. I, I, you, can you go back to that sink real quick? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have seen that meme where the more money you make, the weirder your sink looks. <laughs> yeah, I like the flat it. ones that just there's just flat, and the water just no. lands on the counter. I think we should yeah. get rid of sinks. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What else you got? Uh, I know uh, you've got um, basketball on your mind, and I think that's pretty much all you've been thinking about, Yeah, I'm right? excited for the uh, NCAA mm -hmm. tournament, but I'm even more excited for Michigan Center to win a regional title tonight. It's going to happen. I'm calling it right now. Uh, be sure and tune in to JTV.TV later today for complete coverage of the game, photos, uh, stories, uh, video, and more. Who's on St. Patrick's Day? Well, we're going to have a lot of great St. Patrick's Day guests, and I'm going to try and wear green. So we'll, uh, we'll see you then. All right, that's the rest of your day looking for green. Thanks for watching. We'll see you this afternoon.